Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, just to follow on from a story we did yesterday, of course, yesterday we spent an hour on the show talking to workers from Debenhams who had come on one after the other telling us their their, their story, essentially, that they got this email uh, telling them that that's it, your job is gone. Not only that, the nasty way that it was done, that they were brought in beforehand to pack away Easter eggs and pack away valuables in case of looting, they were told. Um, You know, in other words, preparing to lose their own jobs and they didn't even know about it. And now, of course, they've had no communication from Debenhams and it looks like... Like the state is going to have to fork out as pay the bill as we did with Clearies and we said that would never happen again. Now I was looking at the story this morning and I see Dahi Doolan, Councillor with Sinn Féin, says the workers in Debenhams have been treated um, uh, where is it? have been treated terribly and he joins me on the line. Sinn Féin Councillor Dahi Doolan, good afternoon to you. Good, good to be here, Niall. Thanks for having me on. I was listening to the stories of mainly women. It is the, the large percentage of those women. There was one or two guys on yesterday as well, but it is mainly women that have lost their jobs. They're 25, 30, 40 years, and many of those, of course, with Roach's stores as well at the time, and treated so despicably, you know, at the end of their career in this particular, uh, this particular employment. I mean, what can be done about it? Do we not learn any lessons from Cleary's? Well, seemingly not, and I think I've heard all those stories, or many of them at first hand over the last few days. My phone has been hopping and received many emails uh, from people who've worked, as you said, 20, 25 years since the store set up, and before that, as you quite rightly said, now with, with, with Roach's stores, we said this would never happen again. Clearly, those were once off. We made sure it wouldn't happen again, and here it is happening again. And it's very underhanded what happened. Um, I'm sure many of your listeners will... will, will, will uh, Realise that the, the the COVID crisis that the, the, the it appears that Debenhams used the COVID crisis as an excuse because the shutters uh, were already down and nobody screen. yeah nobody could and object. All the, eyes, yeah. all the eyes of the media, the political establishment, the big businesses on COVID crisis, quite rightly. So behind that smoke screen, uh, workers received a, a, an email. Uh, many of them were told apply for the COVID nineteen payment, and some of the workers quite rightly uh, uh, realised that this, this this was the alarm bell started ringing. Why were they asking people to apply for? COVID-19 rather than a different form of payment that the businesses were receiving from the government. Uh, and then they were asked to pack up the, the Easter eggs, which would add insult to injury, to sell off for, uh, over 300000 to another uh, outlet. Well, and uh, well, they were, a lot of those workers were told they were packing them to, to give them to charity. Absolutely. Yeah. And we now know they were sold off. Yeah. Um, so what, 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 why that? And, and also, to make it even worse, they're treated appalling by the company that all the, it appears, all the stores in Britain remain open, all the stores in Ireland are shut off. It's like there are surplus requirement, cut them off, treat the Irish as second, second uh, race, second class citizens, which of course they're not and shouldn't be. And one particular woman said to me, she, she had access to, to, to the books and the accounts and she knows that the shops here, many shops were doing very, very well. Some were doing even better than the ones in England. Mm-hmm. So what do we need to do? We need to ensure that uh, we, we highlight this, uh, like, like, like uh, discussing shows like this, but also the government needs to step up to the challenge. We know they're focused on the, on the crisis, but this is also a crisis in these people's lives that they've lost their jobs. They're not getting enhanced redundancy, so we need to, the government to do two specific things. Call on the Vulture Fund that owns uh, the, the, the Debenhams to invest in uh, the, the Irish stores, keep the jobs open, put pressure on them. My understanding is one, one of them is actually an Irish bank is involved in this Vulture Fund. We bailed out the banks. You 
your listeners bail out the banks a few years ago, and one of those banks is now involved in this vulture fund that is making all these people redundant, and that is absolutely unacceptable. But I mean, so but there's still the thing. The thing about it is, um, I suppose what makes it worse for some of the staff listening today is that Debenhams are still promoting the fact that they're trading online. Uh, they're still selling online. People are still ordering goods oh, online, absolutely. so they're, I mean, so they're, they're still they're making money. They're still making money, but it now looks like the vulture fund is calling the shots. And, they, and to make matters worse, we bailed out the Irish banks. One of those banks is now involved in the vulture fund. So the government has a direct line to that bank and should be saying that is unacceptable. That's the first thing they should do right here. And right what, about, what, about the, what about their assets here? I mean, surely, I, I understand that they're going into administration and obviously the assets have to go out to the creditors, etc., etc. But surely the government can step in and freeze some of that and say, well, hold Absolutely. on, you, you, have a, you have an obligation to your staff here I as well. I think you're right. I mean, you've answered the question now, very well. I think the, the, the government here is asleep at the wheel again. Uh, they slept during the, the Clary's crisis. We were told that wouldn't happen again. There was a massive campaign, and quite right, it was very public, very well supported. And here well, we well, are. Yeah, and and the problem for these staff is they can't do the same campaign. They can't, they can't stand outside. They, they can't protest. They're, they're, they're debilitated because of the, the COVID-19. So it's up to the rest of us to continue raising their voices. So the government needs to wake up, wake up and realise this is a, a, a crisis within a crisis, and we need to put down a marker that these jobs need to be protected and also that any of these workers that have given uh, half their lives to this company, they need to get enhanced redundancy. Gone are the days of people getting crumbs off the table of these companies. Well, two, uh, two, they, uh, two weeks a year, if you're there 20 years, I mean, two weeks a year is not going to cut it, really, is it? For no, the, and also, for the loyal service you've given. I, to be honest, uh, I was talking to one woman yesterday. She's 60 years of age. She knows she's not going to get another job, God love her. She worked 25 years for that company, gave her most of her adult life to this company, was working right until the bitter end, never saw this coming, got, got an email, and that was how she was let go. That was unacceptable for any Irish worker to be treated like that, particularly because of a vulture fund shutting them down. A vulture fund that consists of one arm of this uh, vulture fund is an Irish bank, that's unacceptable. Meanwhile, all the British stores are kept open. She knows for a fact that those British stores do not make as much money as the one on Henry Street does. So that's, that's a, a double travesty. I mean, I, I understand the finances of this company, and I read a piece yesterday, um, I just briefly read it, and it is quite a complicated story. I mean, it goes back quite a while because, of course, they were they were saved uh, going back about three or four years ago as well. So, I mean, it is quite a complicated story, but the bottom line, it was, it was the way this has been done. It's, it's, I, it's I complicated, think but the simple fact is Irish jobs need to be we are facing into another crisis as we come out of the COVID-19. We, I, I'm just reading uh, some of the financial reports that the Irish, uh, the, the, the financial market here in Ireland, has got, the economy is going to contract by over 6%, across Europe 7%. We're facing into what could be another recession. So we need to make sure that every Irish job is fought for and protected and kept going. We well, well, the IMF jobs. have said that Ireland will recover probably better than most countries. And I think well, that, that, a lot of that has to do with... Support. For the six-year-old woman, that's Oh, no, 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 I know, I know, I understand that. And, and I am conscious of the fact, by the way, that there are people listening today who are saying to me, well, hold on, not. a lot of us, you know, 60% of the population have lost their jobs at the moment. Some of us may get our jobs back in four or five weeks if we start lifting restrictions. Others may not. Some of those companies may see it as an opportunity to close. It, it, but they it, won't. It, it, no, I know that. Yeah, silence. These one, we, what we need to be saying is defend the jobs. And also, if the jobs... Uh, can't be uh, kept functioning. Let, let, let's make sure this company pays proper enhanced redundancy. We can't have people getting crumbs off the table and expected to take that, 
quietly. And but move they on can't even tonight. get their belongings out of the place. They're, they're, they're not, nobody's going to communicate been treated, with them. They've been treated like criminals, and that's only except they are not the criminals here. They worked and they gave their, their adult lives to these companies and are making a public appeal to anybody who's listening, particularly in government, please work with us, work with the workers, work with the unions, the mandate who represents these workers, work with mandate to ensure to get every job is defended and if people do choose redundancy, to get enhanced redundancy so at least when they, when they, when they look forward to their retirement, they will have some nest egg to protect them. Has because there been any communication at all since yesterday? I know the, the ladies were delighted because they emailed us this morning thanking us for having them all on the show yesterday. Well but, 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 but has there been any uh, anything else happened since then? Have, have, not, not, uh, not, that I, not that I know of. I've just been contacted by the workers themselves. Okay. Um, I'll be speaking to the union. I'll be speaking to mandate the leadership of mandate later on today to see what we can do to ensure that this stays in the, in the public domain and what, what are the next steps to take to make sure that these jobs are defended and if not to get enhanced redundancy. It's the least we can expect from a company who has, who has, who has served the people well for the last 25 years. Now it's time for them to serve the workers as well. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed. Thanks very much. And, and, and I'm highlighting this issue. Oh, no problem at all. I wish all the staff the best there at Debenhams, and I hope they all get looked after. And I'm sure you're in good hands there, good, capable hands of Dahi Doolan. He'll certainly get on the case there. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.